Hello, welcome to another session with Just the Facts. We have one of those rare opportunities to get a very special guest in. I would like to introduce you to Mr. Joe Overbay, the Editor-in-Chief of Automotive Remarketing Magazine and Cherokee Media Group. Did I say that right? You did, you did. spot on. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a, a long time in uh, trying to get together. Uh, Joe's a busy man, we just tend to be traveling a lot, so it's great to get him here in studio. We just happen to be in for NIDA. Yes, sir, yeah, I appreciate you having me. I, I love the studio, I, I love the uh, just the atmosphere at NIADA. It's been a good convention so far, and uh, it's nice to, to come here and and do a podcast in a, in a cool studio with you. Yeah, I get to return the favor. I had done one, uh, one of your podcasts mm -hmm. earlier, right? Uh, as part of Used Car Week. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, just in your observation, there's a lot going on, right? Every year seems to be a little crazy in the last. It's starting to settle down a little bit. Um, are there one or two things that stood out to you at this year's convention? You know, again, it's NIADA. Are there one or two things you picked up on? I know you visit a lot of people. Absolutely. So I, it, it came up in several different um, panel discussions and also some of the podcasts that I've been recording with, with some of uh, the folks on site is just the inventory management. How are yeah. dealers, independent dealers, going to find used cars? And what right. are some of the resources they're turning to? And one of the, uh, the um, well-sourced or um, well-utilized avenues of, of finding inventories is getting those consumer cars, which yeah. so many people don't think of, you know, um, as consumer as a, you know, the seller of the car, but right, it's right. really, you know, especially if it's one of a dealer's own customers, you know, the history of the car, um, you know, you know, what, you know, what that customer um, has, how long they've driven it, et cetera. It's, it's an avenue. I think a lot of dealers now turning to because the, a lot of the commercial consignment, you know, off lease, off rental, some of those have, have dried up and it's just hard to get those cars. So yeah, for sure. Dealers are, are turning to their own customer base and, and using data and, and other resources and, and kind of some cool techniques to, to get that inventory. You know, that's one of the things that was a cause and effect of COVID, right? Yeah. Like a lot of those very same dealers weren't very good at it prior to COVID, right? But now it's a necessity. Yeah. So a lot of dealers have gotten a lot better. Some still struggle. Some are doing very well, right? That's how it always works. Um, you know, pulling them out of your own service department if you're a franchise dealer, right? If you have the luxury of a, of a service department, that's always good because to your point, you have the history and the service history, um, which leads me to a, another question I wanted to get your feedback on. You know, with today's online marketing, everything that used to be in that proverbial four square at a dealership is now given to the customer online, mm -hmm. right? You, they're all priced to market for the most part. Um, a customer can find out what their trades were from 10 different sources today, right? They can do an online credit app, they can find their interest rate, they can find their payment, they can find their down pay. All that stuff is used to be the conversation at the dealership. Well, now that that's done online, that conversation at the dealership has changed, right? Um, and the feedback we get from our dealer partners is that the consumer, they're, they're calling it future cost, right? So the consumer saying, hey, that's a great price on the car. But what's it going to cost me after I buy it from you? Where'd you get it? Those, yeah. Have you been hearing that too? It's, it's interesting. I, I, I think you might see that more on, um, kind of as the, as the wholesale and retail markets, there's some merging, some, yeah. some blurred lines there. So yeah. I mean, you know, th there are companies that have, um, you know, both wholesale channels and retail channels. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that, I think consumers are going to get greater visibility into, you know, where a car came from yeah and and how the dealer acquired it and um 
And to be, I mean, to be fair, I, I think that's that's probably important because different types of used cars, you know, whether it was in a rental program or whether it was a leased car or, um, you know, that affects its history. That affects you know, how it was used. And so I, I think that it's only fair for for a consumer to, to have that information. And and you know, now there are tools and companies out there that dealers can use to provide that kind of information. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned the the inventory, right? Yeah. And, and everyone knows we've been battling inventory for a long time. But you know, the overall amount of inventory is still the same. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of who has it. Right. So when the consumer, one of the one of the misnomers going around is the awareness of how much inventory is out there because they're used to their dealer and not have as much as they would like or used to have. But if you go in any major metro and you go in a 50 mile radius, as a consumer on the three major sites, on average, there's 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 cars, right? Yeah. So as a dealer, right, how do you make that car stand out, which is what they're trying to figure out? And what is the consumer interested in, right? So um, we know that millennials are now 70% of the buying public. We know that the COVID situation made consumers more concerned about and more a little more tighter on their spend and all those things. So in your opinion, how do you see that? Is it going to lighten up like it's trending now? Is it going to get worse again? What do you like in the next? No one has a crystal ball, but everything you look yeah. at, is anything giving you a tale of what's down the road a little bit? I mean, I, I think, I think there, you know, it, it's, I feel like there will be a um, correction or a, just a um, rebound in supply. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, it, it seems that a lot of things go in three year cycles. So sure. We're in that we're at that three year point after COVID and yeah. started and um, you know production shut down. So maybe you know maybe this year um, and into into next year, I think there there will be a bounce back in supply as as those cars that were finally made, you know after after chip shortage after COVID, <laughs> all, all production plant shuts down. <laughs> yep. After all that, you know as those cars, you know enter re-enter the used car cycle three years after they were made. Um, I think you'll start to see that bounce back maybe next year or the year after. That's, but you know the um, I was listen, I was at a panel discussion yesterday, and uh, just hearing them talk about the automotive industry is all about volatility. Sure, right. So there's really like who could have predicted COVID and its impact on on uh, the auto market, and you know we we've seen this in waves. I've been doing this for fifteen almost sixteen years, and in that time we had. Um, you know, when I first started, there was 08, 09, there was the <laughs> yeah. bankruptcies, yeah, cash yeah. for clunkers. You know, you have the, um, the, the off the, um, inventory impacts of those things three years later in yep. 2011, 2012. And then, you know, you have the, uh, the great recession, you have the COVID production shutdowns. It, these things come in waves. It yeah. Feels yeah. Like. And so, you know, we don't, don't necessarily know, you know, what's, uh, what's around the corner, but. Um, I would I would think that we start we would start seeing improvements in supply, um, but I always tell people I I think it's got to be one of the hardest jobs in automotive to do um, lease residual forecasting because you it. have to bet. I mean, we're, we're here in Vegas. You have to bet on yeah, yeah. what something's going to be worth three years from now. And they were wrong this time. Yeah, because they can predict it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it's it's a tough job to think what is the supply and price is going to look like three years from now. Well, you know, one thing that did happen is there was an 8 million reduction in new car production. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to be new before you can be used. Right. 
So to your point, <laughs> in three years, that's going to, again, we're going to hit a little bit of a dip, right? There's, yeah. You can't create those cars. They're not there. Um, so just turning a little bit, if we look at the automotive landscape today, right, you have some very large independents that yeah. are not franchise dealers. You know, you have the Carvanas, the Carmaxes, the Vrooms of the world that rely on inventory that they have to acquire, right? And now the franchise dealers are kind of competing in that same space. Now we're going to take $8 million out of that. So that'll get interesting. Yeah. You agree? There's going to yeah, be for, some creativity for sure. Absolutely. And it, it's, um, I've seen... Um, you know, Carvana, for example, just started running those commercials last year or earlier this year about we'll buy your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, there was a commercial that said something along the lines of you came to Carvana to, to buy a car. Now you can come to sell it. But it's it's, you know, um, it's one of those things that uh, dealers are, are dealers and, you know, other forms of retailers are having to do now is is tell consumers that. You can sell your car to us too, even if you're not buying a new one. I mean, I, I think it's not, I mean, it's not a stretch to say that a lot of people in a lot of the everyday consumers that aren't in the auto industry don't know that you can go sell your car to a dealership without buying a new one. It's, right, right. It's, it's not still, just a trade-in. Yeah, it's, it's um, different, right? It's a paradigm shift. I think they're aware that you can do that at, at a CarMax, but I, at any old any dealership, I don't know that they, they're fully aware of that. No, they're probably not. That yeah. takes time and culture to change that, yeah, right? absolutely. So um, shifting gears a little bit, uh, one of the reasons that we were excited to finally get you in studio is because, you, you know, you guys at Cherokee Media have Used Car Week, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, a, and a third of that is dedicated to certified pre-owned vehicles, right? Um, and And... We're kind of partnering a little bit, trying to work with you on that, right? Um, any any uh, teasers you can give people about what's coming up at Used Car Week? Anything you can throw out to the audience yeah, to give absolutely. them a little taste? So, so currently, our uh, our call for speakers is open through uh, July seventh, and uh, we're getting a lot of, a lot of good stuff in. And um, you know, we 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 really center it around the way kind of some inside baseball me and my, my colleagues build the agenda is through kind of centering it around panels yeah and starting with those building blocks of general session panels where um you know we see you know we we kind of look at like what's hot in the in the used car market what are the trends that people are talking about and that's why it's valuable to come to conferences like this yeah because we can get a pulse of what is most concerning to dealers or what will be you know five months from now in, in November. Um, and so, um, you know, right now, it, it, guessing, you know, thinking about thinking ahead, I mean, I, I think you're going to see a lot on, um, you know, certified pre-owned, you know, what are the advantages to automakers who have extended their eligibility mm -hmm. out to 10 years or whatever it might be? You know, how is that, how is having that greater pool you know, impacting sales. So far, it looks like it's boosting yeah. CPO sales. And um, does that, you know, are there, does it dilute the product at all? Does that, you know, what are the challenges of that? So I think that's something we'll want to address with with uh, some CPO dealers and, and the manufacturers and, and other experts in the industry. And um, I think from a, from the remarketing and um, wholesale side, we're going to be looking at, uh, auction consolidation. There's a lot of companies, I mean, just, just yesterday, um, America's group, which it, it itself is a result of a consolidation of two yeah. independent auction groups just bought DAA Las Vegas from the McConkie group. Um, and you're seeing a lot more moves like that with greater regularity. All of the um, M&A and buy sales that have been happening, 
over the past two years on the dealership side, starting to see a lot more of that on the auction side as well. So I, I think that's something we'll definitely want to explore. Um, you know, it's going to be a very, we, we talked about it a little bit at our Auto Intel Summit in Raleigh, North Carolina this spring, but um, when we have the full kind of auction industry crowd there, um, I, I think that's something that's, that, you know, I'm, I'm looking to, I'm hoping to put together a panel on that as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things too that's affecting all that is based on the, the lack of inventory and trying to get dealers the ability to sell cars. Uh, some of the manufacturers have gone to off-brand mm -hmm. providing a version of certified pre-owned for off-brand. So, you know, that's still really six months full blast going, right? So it'll be yeah. interesting to get the feedback at that event. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to yeah. is because no one really knows the cause and effect. It's just a plan at the moment and they're executing on that plan but you really don't know until you do it for six months or eight months. So by the time Used Car Week comes around, that'll be an interesting topic. Would you yeah. agree with that? I, yeah, absolutely. And I'd be curious to see, especially ask, asking some of the uh, OEMs who have done the extension to off-brands or yeah. extended the mileage and eligibility, and then there's some that have chosen not to. So I'd, I'd be curious to find out from them why some did, why some haven't. Why, right. why do they want to keep it as is? Why, why do they want to expand it? Um, so I think that if it, they're on the same panel, that could lead to a, a pretty lively chat, which would be great. Yeah, you know, that's always the case, right? A few jump in and mm -hmm. then some sit back and wait. Yep. It's harder to catch up if they're successful, Yeah. right? But you, it's always that way, no matter what's what's new. Um, now, you, your company just did uh, Canada, right? You did yes. used car. We, how did that go? It was great. So we were, um, we were in Canada last week and um, we set it up so it's, it, it it kind of now mirrors uh, what we've done at the Used Car Week in in, um, in the Southwest every year, but we start off with two two days of um, you know retail remarketing, auto finance content, yeah, and then on the third day of the event we have um, what we call it's it's women in automotive, which has right. been um, I think I think we said this year it's our uh, seventh year of doing the conference. Um, and it's just, it's turned out to be such a great forum. Um, I, I think the attendee, the people will come to the show just for that piece. They may not, even if they're not, you know, there for the first two days of the conference, sure. they'll come to that. And um, this year uh, we had about 600 attendees, which was, which was great for, for year two of not being, uh, coming out of COVID and sure. um, we had, we didn't have it for two years and, um, to be able to, to have that kind of crowd and 200 of them are dealers. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's a lot of, a lot of people who the, um, Toronto dealers that, that live there, they're able to take a few hours out of their showroom and come, come learn. And the crowd there, it's interesting because it really is, um, people are there to be in the sessions It's at some conventions and including, including others that we do, there's so much going on. There's yeah. some, some people are, in what we call ICWs, which are in conjunction with um, yeah. meetings yeah, yeah. with, you know, they've got a group of dealers, they got a group of auctions, they got to meet with the manufacturer and they're at a conference to do a lot of things in addition to going to sessions. But what, I, what we found with Canada um, is that that crowd there is really there to be in all the sessions. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see every single general session every single workshop was packed yeah yeah and um it's just it's a it's a good it's a good sign to see that people are hungry for for this kind of information yeah you know our, our company happens to have a division up in canada mm -hmm. and uh they're hungry those dealers are just yeah. hungry for 
you know, in their words, they say that the U.S. has always been two or three years ahead, and, and uh, so they're say, they're trying to catch up, right? Yeah. Oh, what's working? What are you guys seeing? What are you doing? So it's exciting. I've been up there myself, working on uh, some training with the manufacturers up there with their employees and stuff, and uh, just just a month and a half ago. So it was exciting to be up there. They are they are definitely enthusiastic about help and wanting help and looking for help. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, one and one of the things we uh, we shifted about Canada in recent years is we used so we used to have our Canadian event in March and April. And excuse me, then we had a Raleigh event in North Carolina in July and we're like, hmm, maybe we should flip flop <laughs> yeah, yeah, those yeah. and go to <laughs> Toronto when it's, you know, seventy degrees outside and, and Raleigh when it's not ninety five and, and muggy. Um, so we now have our Auto Intel Summit every year in April and then the uh, and then the Canada's used car week, usually late spring, early summer. Um, to keep these timely, as we always promise mm -hmm. we will, um, I want to just give you the last couple of minutes, if you want to uh, maybe tell the audience about the upcoming used car week, the dates, where it's located, yeah. that kind of stuff, and maybe tell them a little bit about Cherokee Media, if you like, or, or in, in fact, I'm going to be marketing. Yeah, so absolutely. Take the next couple of minutes, let so, them know. Um, our, our used car week is going to be November 6th through 9th at, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're going to a place called the Kierlin. It's a Weston property, and it's a gorgeous hotel. It's um, great property. I, I, I will have to warn folks: there are rattlesnakes there that are in. They're in clothes. They're in cage. You're not going to get hurt. But it is if you're jumpy like me when it comes to snakes, just just be aware of that. But um, but yes, that all, all jokes aside, it is November sixth through ninth, and um, you know, really the the way we'd set it up is that um, our motto is in print, online, in person. Yeah. So you have our, our news magazine, you have our online podcast, our um, digital editions, our um, webinars, and then in person at the conferences. So it's the content, it's being able to access the information and content in various forms. And you know, it's, very, it's a very holistic approach, both in format, but also in looking at the overall used car ecosystem. So the week is set up where we have a first block and a second block. First block is the uh, what we call the pre-owned con, pre-owned conference, the repo con, which looks at the repossession and recovery space, and the auto fin con, which looks at the auto finance. And we find that uh, within that first block, a lot of people will, you know, mix and match which sessions yeah. they go to. So somebody who is, you know, they might be a dealer, but they want to learn a little bit more about the auto finance space, sure. and then they want to go to a retail workshop. And so we set that up uh, for. Monday, Tuesday, and um, first half of Wednesday uh, of that week. And then the second block is uh, always been traditionally home to our national remarketing conference. And that's our kind of flagship signature event that we've been doing for 20 some years now, I think. Um, and that focuses on the auto auction community, the, um, the remarketing, the um, consigners, the yeah. online platform, a lot of, you know, as, as wholesale goes digital, a lot of the uh, digital platforms are there and, and take a big part of it. And um, the we added a conference two years ago called the Navicon. We work, we work with uh, Steve Greenfield at Automotive Ventures and we added, a, so Navicon um, stands for the National Automotive Venture and Investors Conference. Oh, okay. So it's all of the, um, you know, there's a lot of startups that kind of go and, and, and um, we have, there's a Navicon Cup where it's almost like a, um, like a kind of like a competition between the startups to um, and there's judges and voting and all oh, that. Oh, very cool! But it's uh, it it really explores just the the money behind all this tech and innovation. How is it being funded? So we get a lot of venture capitalists there. We sure. get a lot of investor types, CEOs, 
Um, and it's a it's a one day event that we do on the Thursday of Used Car Week. And uh, Steve Greenfield MCs that for us. He's done that the past uh, two years. And we there's a lot of you know panels, and he'll have one on one chats. Uh, last year he um, he had a he had a one on one with uh, Ernie Garcia of Carvana. And yeah, yeah. He had a uh, I believe Scott Painter was uh, he yeah he had a one on one with Scott Painter, who's you know founded a lot of the the companies in the in the tech space, and then. And so we have that going on at the same time as our national remarketing conference. Okay. And there, and same as the first block, there's a lot of overlap, a lot of people going, you know, to both sessions and really the, just the whole, the, the way we look at things at Cherokee Media Group really is looking at the used car market as one large ecosystem with a lot of moving parts, but they're all kind of related. Sure. Um, and so we try to bring those people together and, you know, you know, a big part of those conferences are just getting people to meet that are in different sides of the used car business. But talking. Yeah, get yeah. them talking. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Them makes a lot of sense. So. Well, we got to wrap it up. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed this session. Joe, always, sir. Absolutely. Always Thank a pleasure. I'm glad we finally, with you. glad we finally got it to happen. Um, looking forward to used car. Of course, we always partner with you guys in that and participate in that. We're looking forward to that one. So thank you for attending, and we'll see you on the next Just the Facts.